The health department sees no need for a lockdown in Metro Manila for now, despite the rising COVID-19 cases. Metro Manila Development Authority Chairman Ben-Hur Avalos will join us later for a discussion on this. Britain reports a spike in COVID-19 deaths while daily infections in South Korea and Thailand reach record highs. Malacanang urged to apologize to Olympic gold medalist Haidelin Diaz for previously tagging her in a supposed Duterte plot. We'll get the reaction of Chief Presidential Legal Counsel Salvador Panelo. And boxer Nesty Petesho advances to the semifinals during the Philippines, make that assuring the Philippines of a second medal at the Tokyo Olympics. Hi, I'm Pamina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Hey, thanks for joining us. And for those of you watching us on YouTube and on Facebook, glad to have you with us today. Let's begin with this story. The Philippine Health Department sees no need yet for a lockdown despite rising COVID-19 cases in Metro Manila. The Octa Research Group had proposed a two-week lockdown to reverse what it said was the early stages of a Delta variant-driven surge. But Health Undersecretary Maria Rosario Vergere says they're not just looking at transmission rates, but also at healthcare capacity. And right now, she says Metro Manila is still at a moderate risk. Kapag tinignan natin tumataas ang kaso, nakikita ho natin tumataas din ang paggamit ng mga kama. Nakikita natin ngayon, we are still managing. But as I've said, nandyan ho kami dun sa... Uh, very cautious tayo na isang araw makita natin na lumagpas ng threshold and then we will increase or escalate the restrictions. The Philippines logged 7,186 new infections Tuesday. That's the highest since June 13th. Active cases stand at over 56,000, also the highest in over a month. Let's get the thoughts of Metro Manila Development Authority Chairman Ben-Hur Abalos now on this proposal for a two-week lockdown. Chairman Abalos, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us today. Appreciate you joining us on the show. Yes, uh, good afternoon, Carmina, and all the viewers. Good, good afternoon. Okay, we have two problems here. <clears throat> Random sampling and the slow pace of the turnaround from a genome sequencing. Let's address the random sampling first, Chairman Abalos. Um, is it time? to do away with random sampling and treat every single case as a possible Delta case, Chairman? Yes, that should be the premise, Carmina. Uh, we've learned from what happened before with the Wuhan virus last March. Remember the, the UK variant and the South African variant? It was just, what, uh, two weeks, three weeks? Uh, it was that fast. But uh, the r note of this is different. It's uh, one person not infecting three or four, but one person infecting eight so it's highly contagious, it's infectious, it's very, very aggressive. So we must be one step ahead here. Okay, but how might that, because that's going to affect the, the genome sequencing. We know the slow turnaround pace as it stands. So if we treat every single case as a Delta variant, get those samples, put them in into genome sequencing, how might that in turn affect the turnaround? It will be too late for that, uh, Carmina. Uh, right now, we're looking at the increase of cases in Metro Manila. 
we treat every cases, it's as if it's part of the Delta variant. We do not really know. If you will recall, uh, Carmina, before, uh, there was this policy about five-year-olds going to open spaces. Hmm. And uh, before we agreed to this, the Metro Manila mayors agreed to this. However, at that time, there were only two Delta variant in Metro Manila. And uh, they were not, there was no case of local transmission. But the mayors went ahead. We went one step ahead. And they said, okay, temporarily, while still locating for that local transmission, we are going to suspend to suspend the, this policy on five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And then after that, not only that, it was one step ahead of the mayors. What did they do? They, they just uh, had this curfew at 10 o'clock. So it, we must really be a step ahead of this virus. And, and aside from that, we made a checklist. Uh, we checked on our contact tracers. We requested from uh, Secretary Bellio 5,775 contact tracers. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, do, we did our homework. But what is important here is, of course, we focus on everyday monitoring and, of course, quick action. Quick mm. action is, is very important here. So, Walana, because, you know, um, Chairman Abalos, people, I mean, some of the mayors are also talking about, you know, how do you increase capacity for genome sequencing? That's going to entail a lot of funds. I was talking to Mayor Belmonte yesterday, and she said that even looking at possibly purchasing their own genome sequencing machines, hiring their own experts to be self-reliant. But with this new track now of treating every single case as a possible Delta case, you're going to do away with that already. And you're going to be more proactive. We will be more aggressive. In fact, we're going to have a meeting right after this uh, ANC interview in about 30 minutes. Hmm. Uh, We've had a meeting last night. We've had a meeting the other night. And this is what I can only assure the public. All of the things that the mayors will do will be on the basis of, of course, the experts' opinion, uh, the DOH experts' opinion. And, of course, uh, we're going to calibrate that with the economy, always. But we must be very fast here. We must make a checklist here. Where are we now? How about the cases? Is it exponential? Mm -hmm. And if it's like that, what are the next steps? These are the things that are already in place. But the thing is, are we ready right now to implement these things or not? Is it time? That's why it will be a meeting not only of the mayors, even Secretary Anyo will be joining us because, of course, uh, that's the local local government, including the police, will be there. Uh, That's DILG, Secretary Lorenzana, Secretary Duque, all the others. The mayors have requested for this meeting. And uh, we must really act expeditiously on this. Here's the thing, though, uh, Chairman Abalos, we just heard from the DOH and they're saying, you know, first of all, they're saying without really addressing the Octa Research Group, they're saying do not cause panic. Um, Of course, we know that the Octa Research Group said you have to go early and go hard, um, even suggesting a circuit breaker lockdown right now. Um, But you're hearing from the health department. They're saying we're still at moderate risk. Um, it's not yet time, but when is it time? When the numbers are at an uh, are growing already at an exponential rate? Carmina, Carmina, one thing I can assure you: just what we did with the suspension of the uh, policy of the five-year-old with the curfew, we anticipated everything. The mayors will be very, very aggressive. Here. That's one thing I, I can assure you. And of course, we need to consult everyone here, but. Uh, we're looking at numbers right now. And speaking of uh, lockdowns, we've got granular lockdowns. Granular lockdowns are 
are those with clustering. Clustering in, in, in houses, clustering probably in, in floors of condominiums. So we have to lock down one floor, two floors, one barangay, one street, etc. As we're talking right now, we've got about uh, four or five cities with lockdowns right now, granular lockdowns. Mm -hmm. So uh, one thing I could assure you after the meeting, uh, I'll, I'll brief you on this, on what we're going to do right now. And the, the mayors are always aware of the cases. We're always monitoring cases. Is there is the is the increase uh, high? Is it low? Is it moderate? Is it exponential? But uh, one thing for certain, we've learned our lessons from last March. We've seen it with other neighbors, and we're going to act uh, aggressively on this one. Okay, because this is already an intercity problem, Mayor. Uh, I'm sorry, Chairman. Um, yes. I was talking to Mayor Francis Zamora yesterday. You know the cases in San Juan. Yes. Um, they are residents of San Juan, but they got infected in another city. Well, it, it will be like that uh, because uh, that's what happened uh, last March. We've got very porous borders in Metro Manila. That's why it's not only about Metro Manila. We should also include our borders. I'm talking of Bulacan, Laguna, Rizal, and Capite because we should also help each other here. Um, Metro Manila by itself has 14 million inhabitants. And of course, our neighbors, they, they go in and out. So it has been effective before. Uh, with our neighbors, we could you know, form a, a, a border so that uh, uh, we could help each other out. That's the strategy here. Okay. And as you go into the meeting uh, right now, I don't want to keep you because that, that meeting is going to be very important. I do want to ask you this, Chairman Abelos. As you go into that meeting, what will be your guiding principle? Are you going to look at the rate of infection as we speak, or are you going to follow the DOH's lead, which is looking at healthcare capacity? Because, you know, if you look at healthcare capacity and not the rate of infection, you're going to see history repeat itself, Chairman. The guiding principle here is always what we've learned from the last experience, what we've learned from our neighbors here. We do not want it to be that exponential that everything, even the economy, will be washed out. That's important here. Quick action. All factors considered. That is what is important. But the most important thing is that we must be aggressive here. Looking at which? Rate of infection or healthcare capacity? Both. 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 Okay. Um, so uh, what time are you going to go to them? You're going to go to the meeting now. Um, yes. <laughs> in, in a, we're supposed to meet at 12.30. What time is it now? Is it 12.30? No, it's about it's it's about um, eleven. Eleven uh, thirty. I'm sorry. Eleven. Eleven minutes past twelve. So, ano ba yung let's uh, look into the concerns now of the mayors. Hopefully, what are you going to be threshing out once this meeting is done? Well, number one, ano ba talaga ang nangyayari sa amin? Ano ba bakit bakit lumalaki ang numero na mga kaso? Number two, ano yung rate? of increase, no? And of course, we're going to monitor our our hospitals, ICU. And of course, what is important here is the continuous vaccination. Uh, I'll just give you one example, no? Uh, of the 33, I'll not name the LGU, of the 33 of those infected, I think two, two had, this is not Delta, this is just ordinary COVID. Sure, sure, sure. Two had two jobs, one has one job and the rest are unvaccinated. 
by it, makikita kami na importante talaga, napaka-importante ng bakuna ito. So it's just, you know, it's just like a burglar, a thief in the night. You're trying to ward it off. Papasok yan eh. But what is important, you protect the family. Magbakuna ka na kagad na magbakuna. You control this. So that is very important. We've made a list of what things to do. Vaccination, of course, actions about lockdowns, and of course, even the police, etc., All things that you could, all of these factors are already imputed in everything. But I assure you one thing: if we're going to implement this, it must be implemented fast. And and I would like to emphasize that whatever resolution there is, we're going to submit this to the IATF because we are governed by the IATF, and it's only the governing body right now about quarantine or about measures like this. We should abide by protocols here and procedures. Talking about quarantine, Chairman Abelos is speaking with Mayor Bill Monte yesterday, and she did say that although it's an uh, an unpopular ordinance in Quezon City, they're going to stick to it. They, in fact, they just passed it that there will be a policy already of no quarantining at home um, because that has led to uh, clustering of infections. Is that something? that uh, the mayors will also see as a universal policy, at least for all of the Metro Manila mayors, Chairman? Um, actually, the policy of IATF is that it should be discouraged. But personally, for me, we should look at it this way. The infection rate for Wuhan is 1 is to 4. This one is 1 is to 8. So bakit ka dun sa bahay? Maawa ka dun sa kasama mo? Dahil sigurado, maahawahan mo lahat eh. It's highly contagious, highly infectious. So as such, please, no, to protect your family. Huwag ka na mahiya na sabihin mong, ako COVID, ako, ako baka pandirihan. No, ang dami na nagka-COVID. What is important is we save your family, we save the members of your household, at hindi lang yun. Yung mga nakausap mo at yung nakausap na nakausap mo, they must be immediately be informed here. That is what is important here. And people must understand this. It's not only discouraged, I personally feel that there should be no home quarantine right now. We've got adequate isolation centers. Uh, our LGUs have their own schools, not only schools, but their own quarantine facilities. If you don't want it there, we've got hotels. It's operated by the OCT. These are for the uh, asymptomatic. And for the symptomatic, of course, we've got uh, the, the temporary treatment and facility center. There are about nine. So after this, no, uh, then you could be... Uh, probably uh, directed to a hospital by the one hospital command. And this is a new one. It's, it's our PICC. It has uh, new equipments, more manpower right now. So everything now is in order. But what is important, I would like to emphasize, as much as possible, please, no home quarantine. Maawa kayo sa pamilya nyo at sa household ko. Kanina po, Chairman, nabanggit ninyo yung vaccination. Speaking to Mayor Francis Amora yesterday, one of the two cases that turned out to be positive for the Delta variant chose not to get vaccinated. So that's the reality. But the thing is, you know, we still don't have enough vaccines well uh, there's some arriving but what is important here Kamina is this uh, we control of course where the airports are we control the, those who are highly uh, high density uh, of course I'm talking of uh, not only Metro Manila I'm talking of Cebu Cagayan de Oro possibly Pampanga 
Because what are the lessons learned? Before nang galing sa Metro Manila, no, yung UK variant, and then kababayan natin umikot sa probinsya. That's where it spread eh. But if you control these centers na highly, ano, we, we must remain focused here in this strategy. May, may iwasan natin yung pagkalat eh. No? So because of that, we've made our checklist and our recommendations, not only amongst the mayors, but of course with the help of the national officials. This is very important. Magkaisa lahat. And one thing I can assure you, lahat ng mayor po, lahat, nung nagtawaga kami kagabi, talaga motivated, talaga nakakaisa po kami dito sa laban na ito. Um, finally, uh, Chairman Abalis, do you think um, you guys let your guard down there for a while? Because there was a moment there when the messaging was, we are nearing the end of this pandemic, wherein the truth is, we're nowhere near its end yet. Well, actually, if we're going to look at this, Carmina, we acted swiftly. When they informed us Delta was here, na sinabi sa amin na walang local transmission, it was one step ahead. The mayors were one step ahead. We prepared for this. Of course, it's hard, so hard to point at fingers about the result na may Delta na, etc. For all you know, baka nag-spread na eh. Bago kami makagalaw eh. We cannot, I mean, but one thing is for certain. Ngayon, eto na to, wag na natin balikan yun. At is important is aggressive action right now. Right now. So later after our meeting, uh, we'll just probably hold a press briefing about this and our recommendations with the IATF. Okay. Finally, you said you're going to be aggressive. Uh, does aggressive mean imposing a circuit breaker for a two-week lockdown? Let us see. Let us see. Uh, I do not want to preempt the mayors, but I've got something in mind here. We've got something in mind here. Okay. Tell us about that. I do not want to preempt the mayors because we're going to vote on this. But we're going to, to, to do things that mga suggestions and probably have a votation later on. Okay. I respect that. But you have to come back and tell us all about it. Yes. Yes, Carmina. <laughs> all right. Chairman, uh, MM, MMDA Chairman Ben Herabal is there joining us. Thanks again for joining us. Good luck to you guys. Salamat. Thank you. And to all of us at that. All right, moving on. Britain reports 131 new COVID-19 fatalities Tuesday. Its highest fatality count since March. It's a huge spike from just 14 fatalities Monday. The number of COVID-19 patients in hospitals, that has also risen to nearly 6,000. That's the highest since March as well. Over in South Korea, the country reported its highest ever daily increase of COVID-19 cases at 1,896. Authorities recently tightened COVID-19 restrictions across most of the country to prevent more infections ahead of the summer holiday season there. And Thailand is also experiencing a record number of coronavirus cases. Officials there reported 16,533 new infections Wednesday. Overall, the Southeast Asian nation has over 540,000 cases. The threat posed by the Delta variant has forced the U.S. to advise its citizens to wear masks in indoor places once again, even those fully vaccinated. Here's the full story. Today, we have new science related to the Delta variant that requires us to update the guidance regarding what you can do when you are fully vaccinated. 
In a major reversal on Tuesday, Dr. Rochelle Walensky in a telephone news briefing said the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention that she leads now recommends that Americans who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 should go back to wearing masks in indoor public places in regions where the virus and especially the Delta variant are spreading rapidly. In areas with substantial and high transmission, CDC recommends fully vaccinated people wear masks in public indoor settings to help prevent the spread of the Delta variant and protect others. Behind the course correction, new troubling data showing that vaccinated people who contract the Delta variant in so-called breakthrough cases can spread the virus. Information on the Delta variant from several states and other countries indicates that in rare occasions, some vaccinated people infected with the Delta variant after vaccination may be contagious and spread the virus to others. The revised guidance is a setback for the Biden administration after Walensky happily announced in May that vaccinated Americans could shed their masks in most places indoor and outdoor activities to allow life to begin to return to normal. But with the seven-day average for new cases in the U.S. now rising sharply and tens of millions of Americans still not vaccinated, the CDC is pumping the brakes, noting that 63 percent of counties across the country had high transmission rates that warranted mask wearing. The CDC also recommended that all students and teachers at kindergarten through 12th grade schools wear masks regardless of vaccination status, The CDC added that children should return to full-time in-person learning in the fall with proper prevention strategies. Despite the bubble set up at the Olympic Village in Tokyo, new cases of COVID-19 continue to emerge. We have more in this report. Tokyo Olympics organizers reported seven new games-related COVID-19 cases, including two athletes, on Tuesday. Local news reported an Olympic tennis player from the Netherlands and 12 games security staff have tested positive for the coronavirus. That's despite setting up a bubble system at the Tokyo Games Village, where around 11,000 people are staying. It includes testing at the facility's border. The total count in the village since July 1st is 155 cases. Tropical storm Nepertark hovering around Japan's east coast is another headache for organizers. Wind and rain near Tokyo Bay delayed the start of the women's triathlon early in the morning and also disrupted surfing, rowing and archery medal events. Tokyo is forecast to receive nearly an inch and a half of rain over the next 24 hours, according to the Japan Meteorological Agency. Although facing delays, athletes could welcome a slight break from the extreme heat that had earlier caused an Olympic archer to collapse. The Philippines surpasses its record of COVID-19 vaccination in a single day. Vince Dizon, deputy chief implementer of the National Task Force Against COVID-19, says the country was able to administer more than 650,000 jabs on Tuesday. Kailangan talaga, bilisan pa natin lalo ang ating pagbabakuna, lalo na sa mga area na mataas ang risk sa Delta variant. Ngayon, nakikita na natin sa NCR, delikado po ito sa ating mga kababang, lalo na yung hindi pa bakunado. 
going to take a break now. Up ahead, we'll speak to Chief Presidential Legal Counsel Salvador Panelo on calls for Malacanang to apologize for previously tagging Olympic gold medalist Heidi Lindias in a destabilization plot against uh, the president. We'll be right back. You're watching Dateline Philippines here on ANC. And we are back. You're still with Dateline Philippines. Here's another look at our headlines this noon. The health department sees no need for a lockdown in Metro Manila for now, despite the rising COVID-19 cases. Britain reports a spike in COVID-19 deaths, while daily infections in South Korea and Thailand reach record highs. Malacanang urged to apologize to Olympic gold medalist Heidelin Diaz for previously tagging her in a supposed aus Duterte plot. And boxer Nesty Petesho advances to the semifinals, assuring the Philippines of a second medal at the Tokyo Olympics. Back with more news, the southwest monsoon will continue to bring more rains to parts of Luzon. Let's get more details now from Pagasa weather forecaster Ariel Rojas. Ariel, what else can you tell us? Good afternoon, Carmina. Yes, the southwest monsoon continues to prevail over the entire country, bringing monsoon rains over Ilocos region, Batanes, Babuyan Islands, Apayao, Benguet, Zambales, Bataan, and Occidental Mindoro. Metro Manila, the rest of Cagayan Valley, Cordillera, and Central Luzon, Calabarzon, and a great part of Mimaropa with Antique and Aklan will also have occasional rains due to the southwest monsoon. Flooding and rain-induced landslides are possible in these areas, so the residents are uh, alerted, uh, especially those living in low-lying areas along creeks and river channels and those in uh, elevated uh, areas or the mountainous areas to be wary of these hazards and to follow instructions from the local government units for evacuations if needed. The rest of the country will experience generally um, fine weather, uh, warm and humid conditions, especially at noontime and in the early afternoon, and chances of isolated thunderstorms in the later part of the afternoon and in the evening. Uh, Fisher folks and those with small sea crafts are not advised to venture out into the open seas of northern and the western and southern seaboards of Luzon, as well as the coastlines of Akintika and Aklan due to big waves still due to the Habagat or the southwest monsoon. We are expecting that uh, Habagat will continue to prevail until the end of this month, uh, bringing rains over a big part of western Luzon, including Metro Manila, but we are not expecting any weather disturbances that may form within or enter the PAR in the same forecast period. That's the latest from Pagasa. This is Ariel Rojas. Good afternoon and take care. Yeah, take care too, Ariel. But one question before I let you go. Um, you said uh, we're going to be in for this kind of a weather until the end of the month, which means we're in for this gloomy kind of weather until this weekend. Or are we looking at the same until early next week? Yes, that is actually correct, Carmina. We may be experiencing the cloudy skies and the rainy weather until uh, early next week. Okay. Thanks a lot, Ariel Rojas. They are joining us uh, on the line to you and the rest of the team there. Thanks for all that you do. Keep safe.
Moving on, human rights groups condemned the killing of two activists in Albay who were caught vandalizing a bridge with anti-Duterte graffiti. The two have been identified as members of a farmers group in the province affiliated with Carapatan Bicol. A report from the Albay Police Provincial Office claims that two men fired shots at the roving police patrol, forcing the cops to fight back. But Carapatan insists the victims were unarmed when they were gunned down calling the police narrative ludicrous and unbelievable. Human Rights Watch also finds the police report highly suspicious. It calls on the National Bureau of Investigation to probe the incident. A senator calls on the Philippine government to apologize to Heidelin Diaz for tagging her as a destabilizer. See, back in 2019, Chief Presidential Legal Counsel Salvador Panelo showed a matrix consisting of individuals allegedly plotting to oust President Rodrigo Duterte. The list included Diaz, who denied any involvement. Panelo now denying ever linking the weightlifter to the supposed plot. For Senator Richard Gordon, Malacanang should just admit it made a mistake. At the very least, they should say, we made a mistake. Uh, we are sorry. We are happy that she won. Tapos. Uh, at that time, this was the information we got, and maybe we should not have done it other uh, 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 that way. That's why big mouth don't make big men. Just hours after that interview, Senator Gordon's staff confirmed that he has tested positive for COVID-19. The senator says he is asymptomatic. Well, it took nearly a century before the Philippines got its first gold in the Olympics, but it was all worth it. All thanks to Heidi Lindias, who shouldered the entire country towards Olympic glory. Jeff Kanoi looks back at her amazing climb to the top. A Filipino holding an Olympic gold medal. It's an image that the country has never seen before. That is, until Heidi Lindias. The 30-year-old weightlifter from Zamboanga. But getting to that podium was no easy feat. Her journey started in Mampang Village in Zamboanga City. The fifth from six children of Emelita and a then-tricycle driver, Eduardo. Heidelin was introduced to weightlifting by her older male relatives. When she became interested, her parents say she put up a makeshift gym in front of her house and trained using barbells made out of concrete. But the biggest hurdle, Heidelin says, was beating the perception of what women are allowed to become. Baka mahulugan ako ng barbell, tapos baka hindi ako mabuntis. Kasi di ba may mga ganun na hindi ka mabuntis kasi magbubuhat ka, tapos wala magkakagusto sa'yo, may macho ka, ganun. Kasi alam mo na may perspection ng pag nasa probinsya ka na dapat nandito ka lang sa bahay, dito ka lang, ganito lang gagawin mo. Before, nung bata ako, sobrang, alam mo insecure ako, kinakahiya ako. Pero nung along the way na na minahal ko yung sarili ko, sabi ko, hindi dapat. Kasi kaya ako nandito. Kasi may rason. Heidelin pursued training and won Batang Pinoy and other tournaments until she made it to the national team. Weightlifting helped her family and helped her gain scholarships to study. But an injury in 2014 forced Heidelin to consider giving up. Nagka-injury, then mm-hmm. nakakapagod na rin mag-training, yeah. burnout. Pero natural talaga. Um, napapagod. Pero at um, babalik ka dun uh, sa bakit. Bakit kailangan ka gawin. Bakit 
kailangan ko mag-training. Kasi may goal ako. I love what I'm doing. I love weightlifting and I love to represent our country. And that love carried Heidelin through many tough competitions. In 2007, she won the bronze medal at the Southeast Asian Games. Her Olympic debut came in 2008 in Beijing, where she competed as a wild card entry. She was the first ever Filipina to compete in Olympic weightlifting, but she failed to secure a medal. She got a pair of silver medals in the 2011 and 2013 SEA Games and got the top finish in the Asian Weightlifting Championship in 2015. But it wasn't until her return to the Olympic stage in 2016 when Heidelin made a breakthrough in the public eye. She bagged the silver medal in Rio, a first for a Filipina and a first for a Filipino athlete in two decades. But success didn't necessarily translate to an easier road, especially since her new goal was to get the elusive gold. 2019, when Heidelin posted on Instagram financial difficulties for her training for Tokyo 2020. In the same year, she was also included in a matrix presented by the palace, linking her to a supposed destabilization efforts against President Duterte. This even without evidence or naming sources. Heidelin described it as shocking, denied allegations, and said her focus was on the Olympics. 2019 ended with Heidelin finally winning a gold medal at the Southeast Asian Games, where she manifested that the gold in Tokyo would also be hers. 2020 Olympics, yung sunod mong target, ano pa bang uh, kailangan mong gawin? Um, may SEA Games gold na ako. May Asian Games gold medals na ako. So, Tokyo 2020, uh, I claim it na may uwi ko ang gold medal. But the pandemic pushed back the Olympics, which meant longer and continued training abroad. And almost two years of Heidelin not being able to see her family in person. Ayun nga, sabi ko, nafe-feel ko yung buhay OFW dito. Kasi last year din, hindi ako nakapag-celebrate ng Christmas kasama yung family ko. Kailangan talaga. Oo. Kasi nga, malapit na ako sa Olympics. Medyo may chance manalo. Mm-mm. Kung susuko ako, susayang yung pinaghirapan namin. Hard work, determination, and sacrifice paved the road to Heidelin's historic finish in the Olympics. Holding that gold medal are hands that have gone through the ringer. But in her first Instagram post after the victory, Heidelin displayed two medals around her neck, the elusive gold and Our Lady of Miraculous medal, showing that it was her faith that sustained her and the belief that she will take her place in history, bring glory to Filipinos, and show what sports can do. To a country that has always hoped for impossibles to become possible. Jeff Kanoy, ABS-CBN News. Heidelin Diaz's golden performance in Tokyo also earns her a promotion in the Philippine Air Force. Diaz was promoted to the rank of Staff Sergeant. The Air Force cites her remarkable achievements in the field of sports and for bringing glory to the Philippines. Diaz joined the Air Force in 2013 and is currently a part of its civil military operations group.
More prices await Haidelin Diaz when she arrives home later this afternoon. Diaz is set to get free unlimited flights for life from Air Asia and a lifetime supply of free fuel from Phoenix Petroleum. Philippine Airlines is also giving her free flights amounting to 80,000 miles per year. These are on top of over 35 million pesos in cash incentives, two houses and a condo unit, which she will receive from government and private sponsors. Philippines assured of a second medal in the Tokyo Olympics. Boxer Nesty Petesho conquered Colombia's Yeni Castaneda in the quarterfinals of the women's well-make-that-featherweight division. By booking a spot in the semis, Petesho is assured of at least a bronze medal. This will be the first time the Philippines will have multiple medals in the Olympics since 1932. Another shocking twist at the Tokyo Olympics, U.S. gymnast Simone Biles' bid for a second six gold medals ended abruptly when she pulled out of a team event. And this report tells us why. Simone Biles, the American gymnast who was on track to become the greatest female Olympian of all time at the Tokyo 2020 Games, abruptly pulled out of the women's team event on Tuesday in a surprise move after only a single vault. USA Gymnastics initially said that Biles had withdrawn due to a, quote, medical issue without providing further details and said her participation in the rest of the games was uncertain. But Biles later told reporters that she wasn't physically injured, just that she wasn't happy with her performance and that she needs to focus on her mental health. Russia went on to take the gold instead. The U.S. took silver and Great Britain took bronze. Biles is 24 years old and would have needed 10 gold medals to become the greatest female Olympian ever. Well, let's get a reaction now on Senator Richard Gordon's call for the palace to apologize for including Haidilin Diaz in an ouster-terte matrix from Chief Presidential Legal Counsel Salvador Panelo. Secretary, good afternoon to you, and thanks for joining good us. Good afternoon, Carmina. All right, let's uh, first talk about uh, two statements that are being attributed to you. We're, we're going to get to the apology later. Um, this has been circulating in the media. Um, that uh, supposedly on May 8th, 2019, you said just because you are a silver medalist entitled Casa Drugs, Bawal Puyan, Ms. Heidelin, our intelligence report is very credible. Kasama ka sa drug list. Did you or did you not say? No, I did not. I did not. That's fake. And then there's another um, statement that's being attributed to you. Congratulations, Ma'am Heidelin, for the gold. We always know that you will bring honor to our country. That's why the Duterte administration always um, extend its support to you. Did you say that um, statement? That's not my official statement. I issued an official statement. Yeah, congratulating her, but this is not your official statement, correct? No, no. What it is, what, what is true is um, that on May 8, 2019, Secretary Sal, you presented a matrix supposedly um, showing mm. some personalities who are involved in a plot to oust the president, correct? I, I presented the matrix upon the instruction of the president. I was given that matrix and I presented it to the media, to the public. 
I remember that day. Um, yeah. And you, when, when you were asked, who's the source? Why did you do it? You said the president intru- instructed you to do so. Are you the kind of person, Secretary Sang, will just do what the president says? You must remember, I am the spokesperson. And the instructions we just presented to the public. So there is such thing as regularity in the performance of uh, a, an official duty. So when when a president, your principal, gives you a document, it assumes that that was done in the regular performance of his duty that has been vetted. In other words, I have nothing to do with it. That is why precisely I just presented it. So when I was asked why uh, Hidalin, Diaz, and Gretchen Ho were in the matrix, <clears throat> I said, I do not know, because I was... The first one, I did not. I did not do it. I had no any participation in creating the matrix. But when I look at the matrix, I realize that one name there, uh, Jaime, I think, Joe, Rodel Jaime. Rodel Jaime, yes. Rodel Jaime, who was, uh, I understand, the one who was involved in the video of itong totoong listahan ng ang totoong list. His name was placed there. And there were some connection to certain Facebook accounts. And one of them, or two of them, were that of Hideline Diaz and Gretchen Ho. And hmm. that is why one or two reporters I think apparently misconstrued that, but I think the 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 very reason why those Facebook accounts were linked to Jaime was the purpose was to show the the personality, the disposition, the interest of this person to them, and it happens that this Jaime was a follower, following the. Facebook accounts of uh, Hedlin Diaz. Okay, Secretary Sal, let me cut you there. Why put the blame on media? Why put the blame on these two? No, reports? I'm not. I did not blame the media. I said one or two made the interpretation that Hedlin was also involved in the Aus Duterte matrix. Get the point? In other words, it was. Wait, wait a minute. It was misinterpreted to be that way. Hmm. How my under- you- but when I saw it, my understanding was it was just placed there to show the kind of person this person is. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the whole idea there. How can it be misinterpreted when it was very clear when you were making that presentation that you were presenting a matrix of personalities that are involved to oust the president? I mean, uh, you must remember that I was just just presenting a matrix and nothing to do with it. You, you, you must remember that. The analogy is like this. <clears throat> if I were the person instead of Jaime was placed there, okay, and I was involved, and then the, one, the ones who prepared that put your name there because you are a friend of mine. And you are, a, suppose, if you're a Facebook friend of mine, are you saying now that you also is involved in the ouster of the president? Certainly not. They're just putting 
you there as a friend of mine, just to, to let the public know my my kind of friends or who am I following. Ganun lang yun eh. Yeah, Secretary, not everyone is the spokesperson of the president, which you were then at that time yeah. when you presented this matrix. <coughs> yes, I agree. So you had a responsibility to to vet, even if the president asked you to just deliver it. Is it I mean oh, my responsibility is to follow the instruction of the person. My instruction is very clear, just present it to the public. Because the the matrix apparently came from intelligence sources of the president. All right, now that it has been proven that the assumption is wrong, um, yes. now that it has been proven that um, this intelligence that you call it uh, was based on a wrong premise, it's not even, I mean, it's not even a wrong premise. It is untrue. Shouldn't the palace now issue an apology to Heidelin Diaz and all those that you included in that matrix? I, I don't know about it. You know why? Because... If the intention of the intelligence was just to show the character of Jaime by putting there certain following of certain people, I do not think they were, they were trying to destroy the names of those people that they included to relate it to Jaime, just to show the kind of person this person is. You get my point? Mahira po bang mag-apologize? Madaling mag-apologize kung mali ang ginawa mo. Pero kung wala ka namang ginawa, like, like we present, ano mang ginawa ko? I just presented the matrix na so wala naman ako kinalaman upon the instructions of the president. Just present it to the public. I mean, why hide behind that, uh, Secretary Sal? There was, you cannot there was say, you cannot that... apologize to something that you have not committed. Hindi ba pa nag-apologize? Nag-apologize nga ako kay B.P. Lenny nung... It was attributed something na hindi naman pala. Hmm. Di ba sabi noon? Oh, eh, para tinutunin yun, hindi ba? Ewan na. Sumakay sa aeroplano, nagdala ng goods. Yung pala, ang sumakay lang yung goods. Oh, ano na pala niya yung pipilain eh. Pero sinabi ko pa rin, o oh, ginamit ko pa rin ang aeroplano. O, oh, hindi ba? Kaya, kao, pero parang, pangali, hindi, pero parang hindi rin so, ba ganito, ganito din yun? You may have unwittingly um, uh, injured a person uh, um, and and uh, um, put the person in this in this matrix. Sabihin na natin, you didn't know. Um, you were just tasked by the president to present this matrix, but the matrix included questionable details. It, con- it, it included untruths. It, con- <clears throat> it included falsities. So why not even apologize for that? You're putting certain assumptions in the... Tama. Kasi sinasabi mo. Hindi matrix mo? No, no, no. no. Teka muna. Pinapaliwanag ko na nga sa'yo. Yung nakalagay lang yung pangalan ni Hedilin dahil pinapalo siya nung the one involved dun sa ito ang lista ng narko. So, kung baga, yung nagbabasa, sila nag-iisip na, oy, kasama siguro. Actually, hindi naman yun ang purpose eh. But, But you know, But it wasn't also clear to you at that time, on that day when you made that presentation, Sal. You were asked several times. And you yes, because, you know why? You gave the explanation belatedly. Right. You know why? Because, di ba, I had a press con. That, or eh, a few minutes before that, binigay sa akin. Or, eh, binigay ko naman. But after the press con, 
titinignan kung may higi. Ano bang, bakit nandito ba ang pangalan? And then I realized, ah, kaya pala, eh, follower pala ito nung Jenilyn. Pero it doesn't mean anything. Mm. He's just showing you the kind of person you are. Kung sino mga pinapalo mo. Kanino ka ba fan? Ganun lang yun. Eh, pero yun na nga ang problema. But I'm, but, but, I'm sorry, I'm sad to know na nasaktan si Hideline. Yeah, John, I'm sorry for that. Kawawa naman. Pero I'm, I'm telling Hideline if, if she's watching, hindi naman yung ang intensyon palagay ko ng mga gumawa ng Matrix. E, sinama lang ang pangalan mo kasi fan ka pala nung involved. Mm-hmm. Yun lang yun. So, should the palace apologize? Eh, ano pa, ito na nga, nag-sorry na nga ako for that thing kung nasaktan ba siya. Pero sa tingin ko, hindi naman yung sinasadya. Hmm. And the president, but ganun din eh. The president was given such. Okay? Eh, yan ang pagkakalam niya. Hindi naman, gaya ulitin ko na naman, yung matrix, hindi naman nililink si Hidilin. So there is whatsoever no intention imagined or real, na nililink po si Hedilin. Nagkataon lang na inilagay yung kanyang pagiging fan nitong si Jaime. Yun lang yun eh. And for that, you apologize? Because nasaktan siya. Hmm. So, kaya, ba't sinasabi ko sa kanya, misplace yung pain mo? Kasi hindi, hindi naman talagang yun ang intensyon. What's the lesson here, Secretary Sal? What? The message is, before you feel pain about it, medyo tingnan mo muna kung talagang tama ba yung sapanta mo. Ang problema kasi, ang nangyari naman sa kanya, kaya naman siya naninawala, eh, ang dami nag-react agad, oh, bakit? Sige, ito, ganyan, syempre. Kung ikaw naman. Okay. Masama dyan. Shouldn't the lesson here be, shouldn't the lesson be here, be more circumspect before you present anything to the media? Why focus on the reaction? Oh, sige nga, kung ikaw yung spokesperson, magpe-presscon ka na, tapos may instruction, o i-present mo yung public, anong gagawin mo? Oh, sige nga. <laughs> ang, ang foremost duty mo dapat, hindi ba, is to make sure that the president will be unassailable in whatever output that he gives out. Aba, yung mong si presidente ang kausap ko, bakit naman eh, abogado rin yung pareho? Eh, mas magaling pa sa akin yun. <laughs> Pero dapat may extra layer pa rin yan, hindi ba? Pero alam mo, unang-una nga, hindi nga, mali nga ang interpretasyon. Eh. Yung nga ang pinapunto ko. So, walang dapat na ipag-sorry nga. Ako lang, sorry lang ako dahil nasaktan siya. Pero talagang walang dapat ipag-sorry kasi hindi naman talaga sinasama siya. Hindi siya kasama. Parang, alam mo yung sorry, not sorry. Parang ganun yung ginagawa mo ngayon, Secretary Sal. You're sorry but you're not sorry. Hindi. <laughs> I'm particularizing why. Kasi when a person is pain for whatever reason, may kinalaman ka man o wala, but pinipilit ka na may kinalaman ka, o di, nagsasorry ako for that. Kasi yun ang, yun ang thinking mo. Hmm. Okay. We've run out of time. We do want to thank you for joining us this afternoon. Secretary Salvador Panelo there, Chief President thank you. of the Council. Maraming salamat. Take care. Thank you, Carmina. Thank you. And that'll do it for today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines Podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast too on ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe. Keep it here on ANC.